So a word on nurturing, the need for nurture. And I might say that in our culture this day, this world that we live in, there appears to be an absolute desperate need for nurturing. And what I mean by nurturing, I mean the reminder of who we all really are. We are a love beyond imaginings and the, that love lives within us. And even to describe it with words like ecstasy doesn't even come close. And when I mention the word love, I am talking about not the romantic, sentimental, Love as sweet as that is, <clears throat> but the very creative force of the universe, the cosmos that lives with in us and without is on every breath we take. And I might add was on every was there before breath we took and most certainly will be there when breath we take no more. We're human and there's a seeming duality at times and those are all those moments when we appear to break from the reality of who we really are, that we experience ourselves separate from that love, that our heart always aches for. We have an inbuilt homesickness. always when it fills itself apart or in those moments of separateness of disconnection in those moments of grief which includes our fear and anger anger masks the fear that hides the longing it's all grief and it's all a moment where we think love isn't, where that creative force isn't. It is always going to be a mistaken belief. But nevertheless, we have those moments, and that's what we call anger, fear, grief. Those are those moments. And for so many people, there's nothing built into their daily life to help remind them of their truth, to provide a loving, safe environment in which they can come up against some practices. You know, I mean, when was the last time anybody that I am speaking to has held somebody else's hand Oh, and my God, gone for a little walk in the park. You don't necessarily have to physically 
hold somebody's hands or, or to be connected in that way, just being with someone or in an environment where you feel safe. It's one of the key things we're talking about nurturing or the need for nurture. That's found in safety. It's a primary place to be with people, places and things where we feel safe. And wherever you can, do not engage with people, places and things when you seemingly have a choice in the matter. Do not engage with people, places and things that are not safe. So our culture seemingly for on ad infinitum <laughs> down through the centuries have mistakenly come to believe that, for example, our sexuality will meet that need for nurture. Yes, it can be nurturing, but there are very few people who are evolved enough to for that to be in play. I'm just saying. So that usually most people's sexuality becomes a distance. That's not the intention, but the very nature of it actually disconnects, it undermines relationship. I mean, for example, I mean, the last thing you'd want to do is to be sexual with someone after you've had an argument with them. I mean, you've seen the Hollywood movies where that happens. Because largely, if that argument has any intensity at all. It's mirroring a very early developmental place in you, those conflicting places that have any juice to them at all usually have a, a, an origin. There's latent energy there from the past. Well, that's a non-sexual being. That's a little kid. So being sexual is not going to do it. But in fact, it's going to undermine, undermine the connection that you have with that person. Hold down, hold, you know, hold hands and sit down and have a cup of tea <laughs> or an ice cream. That's it. I mean, you get the idea. Non-sexual touch, what is that? What do you need in those moments? What reassurance do you need in those moments? I'll tell you a little um, out of experience. You've heard the expression, a hand at your back, having someone's, I've got your back. 
Well, in times of fear, um, for example, there is a leak of personal energy that will appear, if you could see it, as a sort of vapor, a, a mist coming out the back of your, opposite your heart, coming out of your back. There's a, there's a loss of personal energy in a moment of fear. There's a wonderful thing that happens when you have a loving, trusting soul, friend, partner, who can then put their hand at your back, right in that place opposite your sternum, just in that space, and feel the connection. Have them, even better, have them send love down through their arm into your body and have that hand at your back. It's a mar and it stops that leak. And it's a marvelous way to feel. I mean, just to have a practice where somehow maybe on a daily basis you can connect with somebody you love, trust, and feel safe with just to have their hand at your back. And then you can exchange and do the same for them. It's an extraordinary way to feel a sense of one with it all again. And there are all kinds of practices that we can do, um, that we need to do. I mean, honestly, I look at our world right now and I see this desperation. It's almost like there's this desperation of ever being loved again or feeling that space. Being connected. So we're all looking. That, that brings up, look, stop looking. <laughs> Quit looking for love. You're already it. And so it becomes a practice of standing still in your truth and allowing the barriers that we have all put up to love over any given lifetime to dissolve, to surrender those barriers. And of course, this is what we call healing, to engage in a healing process where you're understanding, even for a moment, even just for a that you are the love that you've been looking for. You're already it. So if you're looking for love, you're taking yourself away from the very place where that can be found deep within your own heart. And in the company of others, loving, trusting, safe folk, folks, we find ways to surrender our suffering, the barriers of our life, and gradually come, come back to ourselves, come back to the light.
around this off now by there are so many practices we can engage in that are nurturing to us. I will I will say that one of our greatest problems is that we appear as a wor- as a world <clears throat> to look for the love. First of all, we're looking still, but to look for the love from within darkness. We engage with people, places, and things that are actually hurtful for us, and then our job is to find the love there. And then we'll know that we're lovable. Wow. Ouch. There are songs that say, you know, uh, well, love hurts. No. Love hurts. Love doesn't hurt. Being away from love for a millisecond hurts, but love doesn't hurt. So look, find ways. Find ways to allow yourself to be nurtured. Find friends who can hold you. Rest your head on their shoulder. Have their hand at your back. Hold hands just to be with people and make it a daily practice. Why not? And just, I'm not berating people's sexuality. It's just that it's, in most cases, people's sexuality is not getting them where they think they're wanting to be. It's not doing it It, because it can't. There are some forms of tantric sexuality, but I mean, the need for uh, the pureness of heart and thought and everything else that needs to come together in those moments for for people's sexuality to be truly connecting. There's only a very small segment of the population that are able to do that. So there's nothing wrong with sexuality. I almost want to say, you know, have at it. But understand this, it's not going, it's, it's, it's often going to end up being disconnecting and undermine the very relationship that you really seek to be connecting with. You've got to bring in these other practices for your sake, for the world's sake. I mean, a subject for another day, but whatever you think or do, emanates out into the universe. The need for nurture. 